Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and local makers and creators. Our podcast is all about babe supporting babes, learning about community builders, and of course, female empowerment. Get inspired to the only podcast in the Ottawa Valley that showcases local babes in our community and join our tribe of boss babes where everyone is welcome. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the destination marketing organization for Renfrew County and is responsible for promoting the area as a tourism destination to both local residents and outside markets. Working with tourism operators, municipalities, and community organizations, the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association promotes, creates, and develops tourism experiences and activities from across Renfrew County, the City of Pembroke, and Upper Ottawa Valley. In addition to marketing efforts, they also offer support and assistance to the local tourism sector, including training and business development, workforce recruitment, and networking opportunities. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the voice of tourism in Renfrew County and represents the interests of the tourism sector at the regional, provincial, and federal levels. If you are a tourism business or event, or a supplier who services the tourism industry, consider joining the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association's tourism family. Membership is free, and benefits begin as soon as you join. For more information, visit ottawavalley.travel forward slash join. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OB Boss Babes podcast. One of our favorite getaways in the summer is booking a trip with family and friends and getting away for a weekend or a week at a cottage. Now, as we know, there are so many popular destinations across Ontario, but we like to encourage our listeners and followers to learn more about some great resorts, Airbnbs, and of course, cottages nearby to rent themselves with friends or encourage others to come and stay and explore in the Ottawa Valley. And this babe has completely renovated her property and is welcoming guests for the 2022 season. Please welcome Elle McQueen, owner of Sugar Cove Cottages in Laurentian Valley. Hello, thank you for having me here. Thanks so much, Elle, for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing great despite this chilly weather. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. I know it's been so cold. I say to my husband, my friends, my family all the time, I don't know why we live in Canada. Like we are living in legit one of the coldest provinces next to Alberta. And I think all the time, I, I don't know why I live here because I'm such a summer girl. But there's so much beauty in the winter, as long as you're dressed for it. That's right. And there's so much to do here in the Ottawa Valley. There's so much to do outdoors. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Elle. Are you actually originally from the Ottawa Valley? No, I'm not. I, uh, I'm originally from Hamilton. That's where I was born, good old steel town. And then I moved to London for my education and then moved to Toronto to continue my education and then stayed in Toronto for the longest run. And uh, due to COVID, I was forced to kind of pivot, as they say, and that's what brought me to the Ottawa Valley. So whereabouts are you living right now then? So I'm living in Pembroke at my cottages. So I live in one and I rent the other two. Oh, that's where the third one went then. So that's why I guess you had the three. Now it's down to two. You're mm -hmm. living in one of them. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, the original vision was to renovate all three and rent all three. And then maybe perhaps I have a vacation retreat. But as I spent more time there and discovered the beauty there, I realized that I really didn't want to give that up to someone else. I wanted to build a habit as an option for myself whenever, whenever I wanted, however often I wanted it and to kind of personalize my home to me and my dog. So yeah, I've kind of taken that one off the market. 
I don't blame you. Um, my grandparents actually had a cottage on Lake Dory out in Eganville and we would go there every summer. My family would rent like, well, rent, I mean, rent like staycation there. Um, and we lived right next door to these Newman boys and there was five boys and we loved going there and we were so jealous because they were right next door. They lived on the, on the lake. And I remember saying to my family, oh, that is just my dream is to live on the lake, like have our cottage, you know, as a house all year round, because you'd be able to go swimming anytime you want. You go kayaking, you go fishing, boating. And I just always thought that was the dream as a kid. And even now I still think of it. The only time I wouldn't want it is back in when was it 2018 or 2019 when the flooding happened, especially for cottages that are so close to the waterfront. We, we were, Cottenham Island was hugely impacted by the floods in 2018. So there was a major, there still is a major rebuild on the island. You see a lot of people transitioning back to what they once had. So luckily, I don't think we're going to face an issue like that again. But yeah, that would have been a terrifying time. Terrifying. It was devastating. It was, oh, unreal. But you mean, I always think back that like, thank goodness that God did not strike us twice with that, with covid and with the flood, you know, at least like that COVID kind of came later and everything. Um, but yeah, that was just such a horrifying year for everybody, for so many people who lost their cottages, their homes. Um, but you really saw the community really come together during that time, which it just, it just goes to prove how, how powerful your community is. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. We have such a neighborhood support. It's uh, incredibly welcoming. Neighbors are always checking in on one another. And I don't know if it was always that close, but certainly facing a tragedy like that, you know that you can rely on one another. So it's been it's been a great transition there, actually, a much easier one than I would have imagined. Oh, that's so great to hear. I love that. Um, now, before we get full on talking Elle, about Sugar Cove Cottages, I do want to touch on your other passion, which I actually just found out about right before we actually uh, started talking today. And that is that you provide coaching and consulting for entrepreneurs and small businesses, while also working with several individuals on self-improvement. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So my longest run with education was as a clinical psychologist. Um, so for me, helping people was a big part of my career and my passion. Um, so I worked originally in a clinical setting. I did that for about 15 years, and then I went into private practice. And, you know, I love helping people uh, with any issue that they face, but I realized what I loved the most was helping people figure out a path. Um, it's a little bit less stressful. It's a little bit less tra traumatic. It doesn't come without its hardships, but you get to see the results sooner and quicker with your clients. Whereas with traditional counseling, you help them through the healing process and you maybe never see an update. Whereas helping people build their passions, um, you know, plan and pave their path like forward in their life, you get to see that you get to follow their journey. You know, there's a connection on social media that you can still have. You can check in and follow up later without breaching any part of your ethics. And it's a lovely unfolding to see. So whether I'm working with an individual that's coming through maybe a life transition, like a lot of single moms figuring out what does that career path look for me now? The kids are older. I want to go back into a world and build something different for myself. Or it could even be um, someone wants to, you know, try their hand at running their own business and just getting out there. It's a very scary place to be. And when they say you need to be a lone wolf to be an entrepreneur, that is, there's no better statement than that. So giving someone the support they need to put that footprint in a place, um, helping them facilitate the decisions that they need to make, where to put their funding, 
is a beautiful thing to be a part of. So I actually love, love doing that. How long have you been doing that for? That sounds so interesting. So I've always been doing, I, I don't like the word life coaching because it implies that there isn't a lot of credentials there, but I would say I've been helping people figure out their path for well over 12 years now. And, uh, and I fine tune it more into this specific direction of whether it be career, uh, overcoming personal hurdles in the last seven years. And it's just something that I always carry a small caseload in doing. And I just, I love it. It, it, it it's, when you counsel full time, it can take some energy from your pot. Whereas when you're working with people in this capacity, it's charging in a very different way. So it's just a lovely, a lovely process to be a part of. That's so interesting that you said that you don't really want to target yourself as a, as a life coach, because as we know, we see it on social media. There are so many coaches out there and so many Instagram coaches. And for anybody who's looking to go down that path, it's, it can be very hard to differentiate and decide what one you want to go with. Um, so what makes you stand out in that capacity? I just think, I mean, not only having the credentials to back it up, but I mean, you, you see the results. And I think the most important thing with any relationship that you're in for any therapeutic relationship, coaching, mentoring, you should be seeing progressive change while you're working with that individual. And it's a relationship like any other. There needs to be like a positive vibe. There's got to be a good click. And that person needs to be listening to you. And I think that I'm a very strong listener. I have a very strong, I guess you'd say, intuition in terms of understanding what's being said and where it's coming from. So the skill set that I have from my background is very beneficial to helping someone figuring out that mapping or that footprint. And I don't want to demean or dismiss anyone else that is a life coach. I don't want to take away from that because like I said it really it really depends on the relationship that you have with someone but um, I just think that the majority of people that I've worked with can say that the differences uh, were seen in their favor and they came in a reasonable period of time the steps that we've put into place they're actionable they're measurable um, and you 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 feel the support like I make sure that someone isn't guided completely alone they know how to reach me when to reach me who else is available and I'm co connected to a pretty vast Rolodex so wherever I fall short I have a team of other people that I can bring in that are still within the budget and the plan of the person I'm working with to see them through. So they're not, they're not left hanging if things in their life slightly changes. So I have to tell you, I mean, I do pride myself when I conduct my research and I'm able to really dig deep to find a uh, background about people on these things, but I didn't find that with you. So how would someone go about learning about this kind of coaching and, um, and consulting? Um, are you under a different name? What's your social media? What's your website? Tell us. Yeah, for sure. So my legal name is Lisa McQueen, um, but my full name is Lisa Danielle. And I just love going by L. It's just more of a comfort, cozy thing. It's more what people close to me call me. And when I went the cottage route, people are basically on my home base. I mean, they definitely have their own space, but I felt if I'm bringing people into my personal world and personal quarters and family and friends may be at I wanted people to know me by the name that people close to me would know me by, which would be L. So if you want to look me up professionally, it's Lisa McQueen, and there's a long standing footprint there. Uh, you know, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my social media is Miss McQueen. Um, and so they can follow the journey along. And, I, and I, I share a very honest journey of my career as an entrepreneur as well, too. So I think that that hopefully shows to people that 
it's not as easy as people make it look. We only ever see the, the part when it becomes successful. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know the part where it's stressful <laughs> and the many times where, you know, you maybe want to give up or you've got to rebrand, you've got to regroup, you've got to have that private conversation with yourself. Do you keep going or do you stop? And I think people will see that online as well too. Yeah, it, it looks fun until you actually step into that world and you realize how big job it is and, and how it's so much more than a nine to five, because at a nine to five, you check in, you check out at the end of the day, you're done. An entrepreneur, that day does not stop. You're constantly going. That and it's usually all of your time and your resources that have been spent to build it. Whereas when you check in or out of a nine to five job, there's a whole team of people and there's a legacy and a footprint long before you that have been working behind the scenes. So a setback when there's already an established team is one thing. It's not easy. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own and you've got to go back to that maybe two steps behind or you know, God forbid the whole, you know, brand new path ahead. It's, it's hard. It is incredibly difficult. Um, and it takes a different type of person to do that and to keep going. It, it definitely does. It definitely does. Elle. Um, all right. So let's go back to Sugar Cove Cottages. Now I said that you guys are in Laurentian Valley, but can you kind of pinpoint exactly where you guys are located? <laughs> so it's so funny. I'm still learning myself how to use the proper language, but so I'm technically a Pembroke address, but I'm in a tiny little catchment outside of it called Cottenham Island, which is not a real island. It's just a neighborhood, if you can say. And um, it's uh, technically the Laurentian Valley and within the county of Renfrew. So I hope that I'm getting the language right. I'm still... <laughs> still figuring it out and we're a part of the Ottawa Valley like bigger broader picture so I'm uh I hope that answers that <laughs> no am I right when I'm saying that you're going to the turnoff through Quebec you're before oh. Bose? so it's uh so the main highway you would take the Beechburg access into uh Forest Park Road so you mentioned earlier that you're living in one of the cottages and then there's the two that are available for rent. So how many people can be booked in per cottage? So they're, I call them like comfortable cottages and they're two bedrooms in each. Uh, one cottage has two bedrooms, one with a queen size bed and two double beds. And that one can sleep six comfortably. If you wanted to have someone on the couch, seven, um, but six is probably a good range to go with. The other cottage has two bedrooms, one queen and one double, and it has a pullout couch, which is also a double size. So you can have six in there, but I would say it's better suited to four unless it's a family and then it's quite cozy with six. Now, Elle, what made you want to get into owning and renting cottages? So the short answer to this question is, uh, previous to COVID, I had a hotel and a spa uh, in Toronto, a boutique hotel, and I love the hospitality side of it. Um, and with my consulting side of businesses, I help a number of different businesses transition, change, brand, source products. And I had worked with a few uh, boutique hotels as well as a mainstream hotel chain to help them kind of rebrand and, and come through after some negative PR. And so I've been in the travel and the hospitality industry in various capacities throughout like my 20, 25 years of working. And, uh, and I just love it. I, I love putting experiences together. I love, I love the personal touches. You know, when someone tells me it's a birthday, Oh my God. I'm like, what can I do? Uh, it's an anniversary. What can I do? Uh, oh my God. Someone talks about, you know, that they're not great with light or this and that, whatever. I go out of my way to make sure that the comforts and the luxuries are there for them. So I love that with a hotel. It was my favorite, favorite thing to do. 
And then when I had to close, I was kind of stuck for a bit and trying to figure out what do I do with this business that I spent so long building? Because I hand built and renovated the spa and the hotel as well. So I'd spent a year in construction and only a year with the doors open and then had to close with COVID. And I just was not ready to give up. So I started looking at options on where I could take my business and kind of reinvent it in a way that was maybe less hands-on. So I started looking at the cottage route and, uh, and that's what led me here. <laughs> so when did you officially purchase Sugar Cove Cottages? In June of, uh, well, I guess this past year, 2021. Oh, so it's still very recent then that you took over. Yeah. So guests will notice that there are <clears throat> transitions. If, if So I've had a couple guests that have come early on in July and they've come back since. And they're like, oh my God, it's constantly changing. And any guests that come in the next year will see the transition before them because the cottages were basically hunters, hunters cabins, if you will. They were very bare bones, nothing luxurious or cozy, um, just kind of the basics. And so I keep upgrading and updating as I go. So the interiors have been done and now the exterior process has begun. I don't renovate while guests are in the cottages, but people will notice the roofs are changing. <laughs> the exterior paneling is changing. Uh, the decks are growing. <laughs> uh, the landscaping for the beach will be much more different this summer than it was last. So yeah, it's still, it's an ongoing evolution uh, and probably will be for two years. Now, are you doing all those renovations yourself, Elle? 90% of it. Yeah. My goodness. You are a one woman team doing so much. You've got such an extensive background and career that, I mean, I'm totally not surprised. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, I don't know. I guess you could say I'm a little nuts. Like I, I take on a lot. I like the challenge. <laughs> You're keeping busy. That's for sure. Oh yes. Yes. And I don't love every minute of it. That's for sure. Like this weather, I'm, I'm not loving working in it. That's yeah. There's no, <laughs> at least it's inside. If you I mean, if you can do the renovations, the painting, um, you know, buying some new furniture and some decor, that's the fun part. And they're all that write-offs anyways. <laughs> that that's the fun part right now. I'm, I'm still cutting materials, which is being done outside. So in this weather, I can be out there long enough to cut like three planks of wood. And then I got to go inside and transition to something else. So where time management is key. <laughs> You're better than I am. My husband will be like, do you want to come help, you know, pick up dog poop today? I'm like, ah, no, we can wait till spring. <laughs> well, and I have a mini horse as a dog. So I, uh, I have a lot of poop from him too, that I've got to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> So Elle, I have to ask you about the name Sugar Cove. Now, does this have any affiliation to do with your beauty business that you had? No, I wish it had a direct connection to that. It'd be a better story to tell. But no, actually, um, Sugar Cove came about one of the first sets of cottages that I looked at buying was in March of last year. And it was um, five cottages on Rice Lake. And they overlooked on a tiny little island called Sugar Island. So when I was putting together my financial proposal and the plan for that, I thought, how beautiful would this be? This would be Sugar Cove. And uh, I unfortunately didn't get the property uh, and I was stuck with this vision. And this is what I do when I get fixated on something, I'm very stubborn, I'm part Scottish, like you can't talk me out of it. Like I'm going to make it happen. And then I found the properties that I have now and I just love the name so much that I, um, that, that's what it is. <laughs> Cute. It's cute. And it represents your vision very well. And especially when um, I actually was on your Facebook page and you said that, you know, you basically renovated the cottages and took it from shabby to chic in Sugar Cove. It sounds so feminine. It's cute, fun. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I thought so too. 
Now, as great of an investment as rental properties are, they can also be a nightmare, especially those with short-term stays because you're getting different kinds of people. They don't come with references and you have no idea in case like what will happen in case things get a little too wild. So Elle, how has your experience been so far in terms of renters? Now I know it hasn't been that long, but what's been the experience so far? In general, pretty positive. Like I've been really happy with the majority of my guests. There's been a couple like interesting situations, um, but I do know this from being in hospitality that you're always going to get like a mix of good and bad. Um, and you just can't, you can't take it personally. You just can't make everybody happy. It doesn't matter what you set up for them, how transparent you are with the things that maybe they may or may not like, or may not be comfortable with. You, you're just going to, you're just not going to be able to make everyone happy. So that's a hard pill to swallow at the end of the day, especially when you feel like you're jumping through hoops for someone, but it just is what it is. But in general, everyone's been truly lovely. Like I said, I've, the majority of guests that have stayed have booked to come back, um, like 90% of guests. And if they haven't booked to come back, they already came back. Um, so it's been really nice. And it, it's it, the relationships in the in building, which I really love, which is what I'd prefer to. I'd love to have repeat guests be the people building the legacies at my cottages. So yeah, it's been good. I think it's a bonus too, that you're right next door to the cottages so that in case anything ever happens, you're right there, um, you know, as a landlord to be right on site, if they're being too loud. I mean, I'm sure that there's, you know, an access amount of, of loudness, but at least you can kind of keep an eye on things if things get a little too wild. Um, yeah, I think it helps the neighbors too, because originally when they knew that I was coming in to, to build this into this rental property, like this, you know, a more regular routine rental property, I don't think the neighbors were super happy about it until they realized I was going to live there. So for guests, they definitely have their space. Um, there's so much privacy for them. And if they want to come join me at my house with, you know, the bigger fire pit and the other luxuries, they're more than welcome to. But the majority of guests are coming to kind of build their own moments. But it is nice to be in a position to help if they need it, um, especially for this, like a couple of guests just forgot some basic needs, you know, that they wanted. Although town's only eight minutes away. It's just nice to be like, Elle, do you by chance have? Yeah, of course I do. No problem. So people have really liked that. It's been helpful. That's a nice bonus. Now I have to share my own story because this is just awful and it's not about a cottage, but it's about a hotel. And um, my husband and I were away for our honeymoon and we were in San Francisco and we were just staying like at a hotel near the airport. This is our own like horrible story. And I will never forget. My husband was like, Holly, you have to come look what's in the, in the uh, lock box, which they had like a little safety deposit box in the room. Right. And I was like, why what's in there and he's like we need to switch rooms immediately and I'm like oh my god why what is in this lockbox so we opened it up and it was a bag I kid you not of shit in the lockbox and I was like oh my gosh like what is wrong with some people so we immediately moved rooms but that was the worst experience for like a like a renter's nightmare I guess you could say I mean at least it was tucked away but it was it was pretty bad Oh God. Well, when I started this process, I wanted the cottages to be like as eco-friendly as possible, no footprint. So I wanted to go the route of compost toilets that did not last long. <laughs> I, I, I think I had them for two weeks and uh, guests just did not use them. Right. So every time they'd leave, it was not, it was not pleasant. Oh, so they, no. they, I guess they were too embarrassed to tell me that they didn't use it. Right. So 
when we talk poop, let me tell you, I feel like I'm now a poop expert, a poop removal expert. Like I, yeah, I, if I never have to deal with something like that again, I would be blessed by God. That was the most disturbing experience of my life. That's so gross. I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's like, it's one thing for, you know, your toilet to go out or something, but I mean, there are so many other options. Like I in the woods. <laughs> As a funny add-on to that story, I, I was dating in the summer and uh, I was very late for a date because I was cleaning up this compost toilet and I didn't want to touch my phone because I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. But once I got into it, like I had to clean it. So I didn't want to touch my phone. This poor guy had left him waiting for like an hour and a half at the restaurant. <laughs> so I finally, once I cleaned up, I finally called him and I said, listen, like, I have to tell you, like, I've li literally been in a poop storm. Like I... I'm so sorry. And he's like, listen, I've heard a lot of excuses in my life, but this is ridiculous. This, I'm like, no, I'm dead. <laughs> Thankfully I sent him photos and I'm like, I need to have like a good, like two hour shower. Like I'm not going to feel clean if I just like rush out the door here. But when I sent him the photos of the disaster that I had to deal with, he was like, I get it now. Take your time. I'll wait for you. And he waited three hours for me to show up for dinner. Was there a second date? <laughs> We did. We actually dated for a while. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors soon. So stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, babes, it's Portia here, owner and founder of the Urban Lounge Salon and Spa. Let's be honest, it's been a tough two years and we all deserve some pampering and self-care now more than ever. And at the Urban Lounge Salon and Spa, we offer our clients a Lux City Salon and Spa experience. Our talented stylists and certified estheticians will bring out your authentic natural beauty while enhancing your best features to suit your style. Whether it be one of our luxurious organic facials, a relaxing massage, hot stone pedicure, or just getting those roots taken care of, we invite you to sit back and enjoy the ultimate beauty experience. You can find us at 3227 Petawawa Boulevard. Visit us online and find us on Facebook and Instagram to book your next appointment online. We look forward to safely welcoming you. Enterprise Renfrew County Starter Company Plus program provides training, mentoring, and funding opportunities for entrepreneurs that are in the early stage of building their business but might need a little help starting, expanding, or purchasing their business. The Starter Company Plus program offers entrepreneurs business training and provides an opportunity to compete for an award of up to $5,000 to put towards the growth of their business. The next round of applications will open in the spring 2022. Help make your business a successful one. Go to www.enterpriserentforcounty.com forward slash programs forward slash starter company plus for more information. There's a wide range of things to see and do throughout Laurentian Valley for the whole family. Get out and explore the various biking, walking, ATVing, and snowmobile trails. Brew your own wine and beer, spend an afternoon at an agritourism adventure or numerous parks, or grab your skates and hit up Laurentian Valley's skating trail. Take your time and discover more of what makes Laurentian Valley special. Check out our business directory at directory.lvtownship.ca to register your business or to explore others nearby.
Hey, it's Kendra from Kendra Johnson Coaching. I have been a nutritionist and strength and conditioning coach for over 15 years. I've coached hundreds of busy moms and boss babes to success through macro nutrition, health mindset, and the non-quick fix route. I'm passionate about helping women learn and understand their bodies so that they stop dieting and starting over and learn how to build a strong relationship with themselves, food, and exercise, creating a lifestyle that works for them in all seasons of their life, optimizing their overall health and hormones. Now let's get back to this kick-ass podcast. So Elle, there was a new tax credit announced this year. Like I mentioned earlier, the Ontario Staycation Credit, where Ontario residents can claim 20% of eligible 2022 accommodation expenses, which does include cottage rentals. So why should people choose to play and stay local, not just in the summer, but year round? Oh my God. Well, so first off, I mean, if anyone has lived in the Ottawa Valley, has grown up there, then they should know the natural beauty in this area. But if they don't, it's all the more reason to explore. It is every time I venture out, I just find myself in a new, like, like place of awe. Like I can't even believe the beautiful place that I'm now living in. The trails are unlimited. Um, The options, if you're a nature lover, I should say your options truly are unlimited. You could spend every single day for 365 days discovering something new and beautiful. It is just, it's a treasure, it's a gem. And if someone isn't taking advantage of it, they need to schedule that like now, um, before you know life changes or before they move or whatever it is. But we've got petroglyphs, we've got rapids, we've got um, beautiful trails with lookouts, like Eagle's Nest Lookout is just stunning and an easy trail for the majority of people to do. Uh, we've got Calabogie ski hills. Never mind, we have so many ski hills within an hour and a half of where I am as well. Whether you want a bigger mountain, a smaller mountain, um, it it honestly is unlimited. If you want to take it easy and just go for a walk, like one of the most beautiful things I experienced the other morning, it was frigid. It was minus twenty eight out, I believe, and I heard this weird noise, and I'm like, "What the heck is that? Like, what is going on? These buildings are still new to me, so I'm always nervous." But it sounded like orcas mating. And I'm like, what? Like, am I dreaming? Like, what is going on right now? But I realized it's the sound of the ice shifting on the river. And it is a truly beautiful sound. Like, I feel like someone really creative could put music to it and make it into something else. But it was really nice to stand out there with the coffee bundled in my big cozy robe, just sitting there listening. It was unbelievable. It was just even you don't even have to go far put on the fire and sit outside. It's just we're in a very beautiful place, very beautiful and completely like understated. It's so true. I I actually really love when I have people on the podcast who aren't originally from the valley because we all know us locals who've been here for years, we all know how beautiful it is, but sometimes we forget um, all the different things that are available for us that not many people from larger cities or outside of the area realize that we have right here in our backyard, the breweries, the ski hills, um, the fact that, you know, you can go rent a cottage, not for thousands of dollars, like you would in the Muskoka for a lakefront property or a riverfront property. People don't understand how fortunate we are that, you know, I remember when I was living out in Alberta, I would say, you know, I've got, you know, my parents grew up taking a skidoo to CNL or ACL back in the day when it was like to work in the morning. I've got friends who go boating on their lunches. I could like walk down to the riverfront and have a picnic, you know, that it's only like a five minute drive. Like we are so fortunate to have so many wonderful things right at our fingertips that 
that we take for granted every day that people from all over Canada will come specifically to the Ottawa Valley for and be like, oh my gosh, like there's so much to do here. Well, you know, when we're young, we're like, there's nothing to do here. There's nothing, you know, nothing for us to do. We've done it all, but there's, there's new things popping up. There's new restaurants popping up. There's just so many opportunities for people to take advantage of locally. So I really love that you touched on so many things. Yeah, no, I, I do. I love exploring it. And then you touched upon me being on the river, but what's so great about it is it feels like a lake, but it has all the greater benefits of a smaller scale. It doesn't look small by any means, but you've got a calmer, usually a calmer current. You can wade in the water. It looks like a Caribbean sunset in the summer. You can literally, my favorite thing to do is put a lawn chair in the water with one of the tables and sit and have my dinner outside. So when guests come, that's what I do. Uh, I always grab my paddleboard and I do my business meetings in the middle of the river. Got my coffee, got my phone on my on my speaker, and I just love it. I just absolutely adore it. It's the greatest way to start my day. So yeah. there's so beautiful things about it. So many yeah. things. So well, I have to ask you. We're talking about you know locals and people coming from all over. Uh, you know, to come venture to the Ottawa Valley, but what is the farthest place that someone has traveled from to stay at Sugar Cove Cottages? So far, it's been London, uh, London, Ontario, and uh, they came in for their honeymoon, actually, which was really nice. See, there you go. I mean, look at, look at the Royals, look at Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, like they came from all the way from the UK to stay in Jasper for, was it their honeymoon or just a trip or something? But I think it was their honeymoon, eh? Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, I don't advertise much further than four hours away, just because I know, you know, if you've got small kids or things like that, a long drive can be tough, but um, especially for Ottawa locals, it's an hour and a half away uh, or Kingston, even two hours away. It's a great drive. There's no traffic. Um, you know, it's an easy getaway for people. And also too, if you do have a reason to come back into the bigger city, it's not a deal breaker on your vacation. You can still go back to work or your home if you need to and still make it back to the retreat. So I'm mostly marketing uh, to that direction more than anything, but it's a worthwhile drive, I think, especially somewhere new to explore. Like you said, prior to me living here, I had no idea. I didn't even know that Pembroke existed prior to living here. I didn't even, I had no clue. I, I, I certainly had no clue of the beauty that was out here, no no idea or understanding at all. I should have asked you this earlier, but what was it then, Elle, that brought you to the Ottawa Valley specifically? What drew you here? Desperation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Starting no, over. I, yeah, you know, when I when I let go of the hotel and the spa, you know, I was depressed. I was complete. Toronto is just one of the most vibrant cities. I just love it and I adore it. And had anyone said to me, I'll give you a million dollars to leave the city. I would have said, no, thanks. Appreciate it, but no, thanks. Nothing could have lured me out of the world that I was in. But when COVID hit, I, my whole world as I knew it was gone. It was completely gone. And I, I just didn't know what to do. So as I started looking into where I could reinvent and where I'm happy, I'm, I'm very happy in nature. I'm very much an outdoors girl. Um, this property just seemed ideal. Um, and I, the original one I was looking at was five cottages, which would meant, mean that I'd be doing a lot of work. I'd be renovating for probably two years straight. Didn't have that time commitment to give, but this one seemed a little bit more reasonable to do it in phases and to get open earlier and to still have the time to enjoy like my own life and keep my consulting business going. So it, it hit all the boxes except for the distance. 
But, uh, you know, I mean, that's what traveling is about, right? You get in your car, you go where you need to go, you take a train, you take a plane, whatever it is. So it's just been a little bit harder to make it home as often as I'd like to. But with COVID, you have to plan everything in advance anyways. So it's not it's not as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be in terms of the distance. It, honestly, El, it's true. Believe me, my family, my sister lives three streets down. My parents live a five minute drive. My other sister lives in Ottawa. And I can tell you because of COVID, because of colds and sicknesses, we have not seen each other since Christmas. And so, you know what? I think regardless of how close or how further away family and friends are, um, there are just already so many obstacles right now that that the pandemic has put in place for people. Um, and the thing is, is that you're right. There are so many options to travel and see people. And especially, you know, once when, when things start opening up again and um, and people feel more safe gathering in order to do so. I can't believe we're having this conversation too. We're in 2022. I feel like we're having a conversation oh. from 2020. Isn't it crazy? I know. And the only, the, the, well, not the only, but there's many great things about me having these properties now is at least now I have the room to host my friends together mm-hmm. and we can still socially distance. I have the room to host my family, get everyone together. So, you know, there's some conveniences that come with, I guess you'd say this little bit of a sacrifice, but it definitely is the best decision I could have made. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish COVID on anybody, but for me, pulling me out of that and bringing me into this world was the, the best decision for me. You have to find those silver linings. And I have to tell you, L2, everyone wants a friend with a cottage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I need a friend with a boat. And then I, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Put that on the Tinder profile. Must have a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, Elle, I also want to say congratulations to you too, because you were also one of the successful recipients of Enterprise Renfrew County's Starter Company Plus program last fall, which is such a great program. I cannot say enough good things about it. I've never taken it, but a lot of my guests have. Um, so I'm really interested what initially inspired you to want to take this program. You know, I think the greatest mistake that any entrepreneur entrepreneur makes is thinking that they know everything uh, or that they've been there before. Uh, I knew that I was transitioning. I'm also transitioning to a brand new place that I I knew nobody. Um, So it was, it was scary. It was rather intimidating. And when I saw that this program was available in the region, in the county that I was going to be in, I was really hopeful that I would get in it just for the mentorship, for the support, um, you know, this program is just, I don't have enough great words about it. Kim and Colleen are with you from the beginning to the end, uh, checking in on you. I had a horrible car accident in the middle of uh, my renovations, which derailed my life entirely, like put me on an 11 week standstill. And even though, you know, I didn't, it's not like I called them every day or every week, but the accountability program, them checking in just reminded me that my goals can keep happening. I just felt like I had a support system. I had people telling me it was going to be okay. Cause sometimes as an entrepreneur, you just need someone to say, we all face hard times. It's, you just got to hold on. You've got to breathe. You got to take a minute. And they were definitely that and more for me. So I was so grateful uh, for that program. It was just one of the insights, the coaching, um, you know, the financial support, all of that, absolutely nothing but great things to say about it. So many positives. How did you stumble across the program in the first place? Well, they do offer, offer them throughout Ontario. So different regions have them. And I have never been in a position to really, uh, I guess, qualify for the needs or the, 
or the criteria, whereas this, I guess, rebuild and relocation put me more into a priority category where I can meet the needs of that. So, and also timing, there's a lot of work that goes into it too. So you have to be able to commit the time to do the program. Um, and I finally was in a place where I would be eligible for that. So yeah, it just, it all just kind of came together the way I guess it was supposed to, which was nice. I think it was really smart and strategic that you decided to go all in right away. And like I said, I've heard so many good things about the program. I keep saying every time a new session opens up that I should take advantage of it. And plus like there's so many funding opportunities that come out of it. Um, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things from Enterprise Renfrew County, Small Business Center, which is available out in Lanark County. They offer very similar programs as well. And it just is a great it's a great resource for new entrepreneurs and business owners who are looking for funding and to kickstart their business. So that's great that we were able to give them a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Also, what is your 2022 season looking like so far this year? Like how soon should people be booking in advance? Uh, are you guys pretty busy right now? What's summer looking like? Give us a scoop. Yeah, so what I did was I was strategic with my releasing of dates. So first I offered it to guests that had already been there. Um, so right now there is a promo that's running. Um, it's probably the lowest rate for a weekly booking for like a beachfront cottage. So right now it's 1700 for the week uh, for a summer rental. And it's $13.50 for a week and like a winter or spring rental. And so if people lock in and book now, they can get it at that rate. Um, and then the prices are going up on January 22nd. Um, but the incentive is to book and to have it now. Last summer, I was booked solid. Um, I didn't have any cancellations. I had uh, wait lists of people trying to get in. And I was booked up as far back as March last year. So yeah, so I would say people should, if, if they have a desirable time frame in mind, they should book it now, take advantage of the discount, lock it in. Uh, what I do is I do take a non-refundable 25% deposit, but you can switch your dates with so much notice. So at least they have it, they have it reserved. And um, yeah, I would definitely, if there's an activity that they want to do again, because of pandemic, we have no idea what's going to happen with, you know, the availability of materials and things like that. So if they wanted to pair it with a particular, like, let's say snowmobiling or ATV, or, uh, you know, if they wanted me to bring in the canoes last summer, I could not access canoes or kayaks to save my life. I had paddle boards for the guests, but if they want an add on like that, definitely booking in advance is the way to go. Interesting. That's crazy that we're learning about all these things that are shortlisted, whether it be Rice Krispies or it be, you know, lumber was obviously the big thing, but that's crazy that canoes were another one of them too. Couches. Oh my God. Me getting couches in the cottages to furnish them was a nightmare. Like uh, almost didn't happen. Almost. And I was begging, begging every place to sell me what they had. What did, I'll take your floor model. I don't even care. Like it was so difficult, so difficult. <laughs> and I, I mean, ever imagine kitchen cabinets. Like I could get the cabinets and the doors, but no hinges, or I could get the cabinets and the hinges, but not matching doors. Like it was like, the struggle was real, man. The struggle was like, I did not, I could not create the cottages to the original vision out of supply issues with supply. I, um, even Amazon issued me an apology and a refund because they couldn't even deliver it to me on time or the materials that they advertised. It was, it hit everyone hard. It was a tough, tough time. 
We are living in a different world right now. I don't even want to know what's going to happen for 2022, but hopefully you can it's get some. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. That's it right. Price. It has no other choice. <laughs> you know what? The important thing is that you've got the cottage, you've got the space, you've got the property, like you've got everything that you need. Knock on wood. Hopefully that there's no more hiccups. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Yes. Yes. For us both. <laughs> All right, Al. So we're definitely going to wrap this up now with our rapid 10, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Let's dive in. What is your favorite thing to do at the cottage? Paddleboard. What's another word for cottage? Beach house. Oh, I like that one. Do you plan on expanding and creating more cottage resorts in other areas across Ontario down the road? I would like to be an investor with someone doing the same thing or again, an advisor, but I don't know if I do, if I would own and operate as well. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens. <laughs> You're already getting your feet wet a little bit. So we'll see where that goes. What's your favorite local activity you recommend while staying at Sugar Cove Cottages? You know what? Just literally just relaxing on the property. The nature is just intense there's trails right across the path or right across the street so go for a walk and just explore I love it do you like to go skiing or tubing more I'm a snowboarder so neither well I guess two out of the two of the options tubing tubing how dark Al do you like your marshmallows oh god crispy yeah very crispy <laughs> <laughs> Where is the most expensive cottages located in Ontario? Oh, Muskoka. Hands down. That is an easy one. Mm -hmm. Do you call it a bonfire or a campfire? Bonfire. All right. This is a fun one. What are three things you'll find in almost every Canadian cottage? Oh, God. Maple syrup. Um, something that looks like an animal, like in a figurine. or <laughs> and, uh, and of course, great coffee. <laughs> Those are all good ones. When I Googled it, it was like old movies, random mugs, a 1970s couch, beach, beach towels, board games, fishing rods, matches. I was like, that's so true. I don't have most of those. I have board games. They're mostly new, a few older ones. But um, but yeah, I don't have this 1970s couch. Uh, <laughs> all matching mugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried. To, I tried to make it it, it, they will eventually be more of like a luxurious stay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's taken some time to get there. They're super comfortable for sure. They're clean. Uh, they have some spa touches in them, which are really nice. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're coming along. I need to have to come check it out. That sounds like a perfect vacation. Oh, like that's right up my alley. Cause I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an upgrade from a glamping. Like I would not do glamping and camping we're gonna have to do as a family at some point or another but I'm not looking forward to pitching a tent and well, <laughs> going all girl guide <laughs> yeah no I'll put together a beautiful package for you for sure like there's uh one of the fun things for people to upgrade to is like the retreat options so people can come and they can choose to do like a self-care weekend which comes with like plush robes uh face masks to wear cozy slippers uh, you can do hand paraffin waxes, uh, you can do lip masks, like, and then there's stuff to do while you're at the fire too, that incorporates elements. So yeah, you can upgrade to many different experiences if you want to. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. Now that's what really sets your cottage apart from others. I love that. Yeah. Having the spot. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right, Al. And my final hard hitting question. What is one local business that you think everyone should know about right here in the Ottawa Valley? Oh my God, there is so many. It's really hard to say, but I'm going to go with Hewley's only because um, it's very family friendly. And I mean, I'm an adult with no children, but I love it. Like I have a lot of fun. I eat, I go down the slide, I go to the petting zoo. But what's great is that if you want a sample of a lot of local things, uh, locally made things, they have an entire store dedicated to that, whether that be food products, uh, household products, just a beautiful option to support local and um and you'll leave with something you're gonna love that's for sure that's a great shout out and so many wonderful things to do there yes it's great whether you have a family or you know for a great date idea i mean i love going there and it just it's awesome too you know just for a walk in the in the cornfields and yeah it's so much fun all right i'll well tell everybody where people can find sugar coke cottages on facebook and instagram how they can book their next getaway, uh, your website, and I think that's it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the simplest way is if they want to follow on social media. So it's just at Sugar Cove Cottages uh, for both Facebook and Instagram. And both will take you directly to my website, which is sugarcovecottages.ca. And you can book directly through that. And one more time too, let's give a shout out to your consulting and coaching business. Where can people find you once more there? Yeah, so that's called Queen and Co. So they can just go to the website queenandco.ca uh, and all the prompts and everything are there. They can email me direct. They can call me direct. All the links are there for them to find me. And my social media is Miss McQueen. Perfect. Everybody, make sure you book your next vacation in the Ottawa Valley, preferably Sugar Cove Cottages, because it sounds like an unforgettable experience. Elle will make sure that you have such a great time and she's available for all your needs and amenities and it just sounds great. And who doesn't want a waterfront location for their family, friends, whatever you need. Um, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast episode. We will be back again next week with another boss babe. So thank you so much for tuning in. Elle, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me, Holly.